Welcome to the podcast entitled The Great Escape. This is Pastor Gail Crock, Executive Director of Spiritual Care Consultants. And um, when I was praying about what to record next, this is what the Lord put on my heart. This message is focused toward people who feel like they're in an impossible situation that might even possibly end in their demise or death or destruction. So I want to say to you today, God is good. He is the God of the impossible. You know, the Bible says when it's impossible for man, it is always possible for God. And so I want to talk about a story in the Bible out of Acts chapter 12, and I'm going to read it to you. And I would encourage you to dig into this story. This is about the impossible situation that Peter found himself in. And in the end, he didn't know how he was going to get out of it, but God rescued him. But before we get into that story, I'm going to go into John 21, 18, where actually Jesus gives Peter a word that seems very insignificant, but would become very significant in the time where he is in prison, where the next day Herod wants to kill him. John 21, 18. Very truly, I say to you, when you were young, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. So the Lord had given Peter a word that he was going to live to be an old man. So Peter knew that his life was not going to be taken out early. The interesting point here is when you have a word from heaven, you know that God has more for you to do. You know you're going to make it through whatever you're facing. In Acts chapter 12 is a very interesting situation. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 19. King Herod has killed James by the sword. And he thought, you know what? This is great. Now I'm going to go kill Peter. And he arrested Peter and put him in prison. He just didn't put him in prison. He put him in prison, chained between guards. And there's where I want to pick up as I read the story about Peter. It was about that time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. When he saw that this met approval amongst the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison and handed him over to be guarded by four squads of soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter is in prison, and he's not just guarded by a couple of people. He is guarded by four squads of soldiers and the church is really upset and they're concerned and they're praying. Verse 5. So Peter was in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. You, can you imagine what that prayer meeting sounded like? Oh, God, help Peter. Lord, rescue Peter. God sent an angel to Peter. You know, they're praying. God, somehow get Peter out of there. That shows you when you're going through something that might have devastating consequences, if you got people praying for you, it's powerful. But also, I want to say this. Maybe you got people praying for you and you don't even know it. So God is aware of what you're walking through. Verse 6. The night before 
Herod was to bring him to trial. Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Now get this. Peter's head is for his death. He's sleeping. He's not only sleeping, he is out like a light. How could he be out like a light? Well, he has a promise. He's going to live to be an old man. He knew this wasn't his time to die. Verse 7, this is interesting. Suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell and struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and his chains fell off Peter's wrist. I want you to understand. Have you ever been sleeping in a dark room and someone turns the light on? It wakes you up. Well, Peter, he is so sleeping so hard that when the angel with all of his glory steps in and all of his light, it doesn't even wake Peter. So the angel has to poke Peter in the side. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and your sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but when he, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing him in a vision. So Peter thinks he's in a vision or having some type of dream, but this is really happening. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself huh even the gate opened you know what it was a couple of angels opened that gate and they went through it when he had walked through the length of the street suddenly the angel left him i like verse 11 then when peter came to himself can you imagine all of a sudden he realizes oh wait a minute this isn't a vision this isn't a dream this is real now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel to rescue me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. Now listen, the prison is still locked. The guards are on the inside and the guards are on the outside. But guess what? Peter is gone and they don't even realize it. When this dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where the people were gathered praying. You can hear the prayer meeting. Oh, God, help Peter. Lord, get Peter out of prison. Verse 13. Peter knocked on the outer entrance, and the servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that she ran back to open it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. Now listen to this, verse 15. <laughs> you know, sometimes when we pray for a miracle, we're half believing it'll happen. You're out of your mind, they told her. But when she kept insisting that it was so, they said it must be his angel. So obviously in the New Testament, the ministry of angels were very common. And even where they might look like the person they're protecting, not like verse 16, Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and they saw it was him, they were astonished. Aren't we astonished when God moves and gets us out of an impossible situation? Now listen, you might think your situation is disastrous. You might think you can never get out of it. But I'm telling you what, we serve the God of the impossible. Verse 17, Peter motioned his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. 
Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said. Then he left for another place. <laughs> I love verse 18. Do you want to read that? In the morning, there was no small commotion amongst the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. Where's Peter? Where's Peter? Verse 19, after Herod had done a thorough search for him and did not find him, they cross-examined the guards and ordered them to be executed. Wow, what a story. You know, Peter is facing death. And he, the Lord delivers him because his mission on earth isn't done. God has a plan and a purpose for him. And I'm telling you, this is powerful. You know, the word I have for you this morning is God's got you. He can make a way where there seems to be no way. You know, sometimes we got to be like Moses who faced the Red Sea. God said to him, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord when Pharaoh was breathing down his neck. And then God told Moses to take his rod and stick it over the waters and this was the rod of his authority. And God began to part the waters for Moses so they could go through on the other side. You know what? We've got to start using the rod God has put in our hand. We've got to start using the word of God. And we're, when we're seeing impossible situations stand before us, we've got to do what Romans 4.17 tells us to do. We've got to start speaking the things that are not as though they already were and we got to keep speaking them and speaking them and speaking them until we get the breakthrough until Baal Perizim the Lord of the breakthrough comes through for us so you know what I want to pray for you today I don't know what you're going through you might have a friend you could share this with that you know is going through a hard time but I would just encourage you to read this story about how God got Peter out of prison how there was the miraculous escape, the great escape, and the enemy's plan for Peter failed. And guess what? There was a lot of people watching Peter go through this trial. Can you imagine when he went back and this story was shared with all the friends, the faith it, that it brought and the encouragement that it brought to the body of Christ? You may not think you're very significant, but I'm telling you that you are. And... It's kind of like your little toe. You don't think it's very significant till you're walking through the house and stub it and you got a hold of your foot hopping on one foot. You are important to God and God has a plan. And you know what? And, and if we seek him, God will get us through to the other side. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just pray for everyone today under the sound of my voice that is going through impossible or seemingly disastrous situations. God, you can take a disaster and you can bring your master plan out of it. What is impossible, you can make possible. So I pray that faith would arise in the hearts of those that are listening today. And I pray that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit Fill them with hope in the name of Jesus. I come against uh, the enemy in the name of Jesus who wants to say, you're not going to make it. This is going to kill you. And in the name of Jesus, I speak hope, health, and life over you in the name of Jesus. Hey, I want to say thank you for joining me for this message, The Great Escape. 
Share this podcast channel with your friends. Have a great day.